Hey, everybody, this is Scott with Q the Smoke, and I've got my co-host from the UK, Tom. Hey, Tom, how are you doing today? Uh, fine, thanks. Hey, today's episode, we have Amon Zayed, the leading scorer for the Indy 11. Was that 27 goals you had, Amon? Uh, sounds about right. 26, yeah. 27, somewhere in that <laughs> number. 28, 29. No, right. something like that works. Something like that works. No, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, briefly I'll touch on it. We could use a few of them this season to say the least. Yeah, uh, let's, let's not talk about yesterday's game. Okay. Uh, I, the end of that game. I oh, wondered yeah. if you watched it, uh, and we'll yeah. just let it go with that, that we'll beat that dead horse onto the next one. The boys have to get it together and get it together quickly. Um, but with that being said, you know, after you retired um, the other day, I heard that, you know, it was just what, 10 or 10 or 11 days ago, you were announced as the head coach of the Northern Colorado Hailstorm USL One Club. Um, mm -hmm. and, and what I'd like to do is kind of get behind the curtain for our listeners as a coach transitioning out of playing the game. Obviously, uh, I'm assuming it's been a transition for you. And first of all, congratulations. That's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, thank uh, you. I was kind of hoping it was delayed for maybe a year and you could have kind of, you know, there's a probably going to be a home in Indy, but anyway. I'll tell you what, I, I was close. <laughs> I was extremely close to going back uh, earlier this year. Oh, that's, you know, that's, that would have been a, uh, well, anyway, that'll, uh, that'll be, uh, that'll be interesting. That'll be for yeah. food for thought, but what's yeah. it like? I mean, you're starting with a blank slate, I assume, correct? Is this? I am indeed. Yeah. 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 So, so what, what happens? What, what is your role in this? Is this you go out and find the talent? Is, how does that work, Amon? Yeah, so every club works differently, right? Um, I can tell you how, how our club are going to work. Um, so I've, I've been, been tasked with the role of head coach, but also technical director. So um, effectively, I don't really have anybody to answer to in terms of player acquisition. So... You know, if 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 hypothetically I was at Indy Eleven, I know um, Greg, who's the president there. Uh, you know, you, you may be in in discussions with him on players. Um, you know, I know Colin Falvey down in Sacramento. They have um, they have a guy called Todd um, uh, with a with a soccer background. I can't remember his second name. Anyway, he's a soccer background, and he also. Um, helps out with the head coach with, with talent acquisition and, 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 and who they're going to pick. So with me, um, no, it's, it's, I'm the head coach and I'm all the, also the technical director. So um, for me, it, it's perfect. I get to go out and, and, and choose the squad and choose every position, um, you know, what I like in, in each positions, um, what I'm going for a style of player. Um, it, it's all on me. So uh, it's definitely something that, I, uh, I prefer it that way, if I'm being honest. We, uh, yeah, we hear a lot of that here, obviously, in the States with like the NFL. A lot of coaches will get that job. And part of their contract is you're going to be the general manager talent acquisition, too. Yeah. Um, it, and that's good in, in the sense that it's your style of soccer. It's your style of football. You're going to find the players that fit your style, not just what the front office thinks. Looking at stats, looking at a player saying this should be a good fit for us. Um, so that's going to be pretty exciting. You guys start in 2022, correct? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, I, I saw a little bit of the promo on the website and to hear, hear the hailstorm. I'm like, well, that, that makes for great media, but <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to be out in a hailstorm. That's a, 
are you up in the mountains? So, uh, yeah, North Colorado, we are based in Windsor, Fort Collins, Loveland area. Um, it's only like 40 minutes from, from Cheyenne and Wyoming. Um, wow. But yeah, it is. It's, I mean, the Rockies are on the doorstep. Um, you know, we're surrounded by mountains. Now, I've been here, I've been here a few weeks now and, and I've yet to see a hailstorm. But I'm told they come and when they come, you'll know about it. Um, so, yeah, waiting, I'll be waiting for the first hailstorm during the game. That, uh, that's yeah. The end of the season, that's going to be near, you know, some of those October games. It'll be, uh, yeah. it'll be interesting on the pitch. And it looks like you have a fairly nice complex you're playing at. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be state of the art. Um, so it's, it's obviously in, in construction, um, but it's going to be state of the art. We're going to have, um, a full-sized indoor dome, not too dissimilar than, um, than Grand Park. Up, uh, up, up the, in, uh, where in the 11 U's um, we'll have it's going to be similar to Grand Park we're going to have nice. eight, 10 training um, soccer um, fields that we're going to utilize as well and then obviously we'll have our stadium um, but everything is, is uh, everything is going to be there you have the stadium um, your soccer fields your gym yeah, it's going to be restaurants hotels um, it, it's a major complex um, and, and it's it's going to be for me it's going to be one of the best in the osl oh that's that's beautiful uh we just spent the weekend up at grand park my son's tournament and we love that facility yeah grand park's fantastic yeah, yeah it's, it's really i think cool. if yeah if every club had their dithers it would pay them well to come take a visit and yeah take a look at that facility because they do it well and they do it right tom it's uh it's a humongous facility tom about 40 minutes away from me uh primarily yeah. set up for football a little bit of baseball mixed in, but it is really a soccer destination, uh, indoor yeah. pitches, indoor facilities, Indy yeah. 11s up there. Obviously they use, uh, they were right next to my son's field as a matter of fact. So my son's like, Hey, there's Jordan. Cause he's a big Jordan Farr fan. <laughs> so it was good for him to see him, but, uh, that sounds pretty interesting that you have a beautiful facility like that. Um, in the 11 owners take note we could probably do that here in the city somewhere but we'll get there eventually yeah yeah we're all waiting, <laughs> we're all waiting for that to happen but uh, uh, it's gonna happen it's gonna happen and it's gonna be fantastic just hopefully it happens sooner rather than later there's a lot of folks around here they're getting antsy amount of getting trying to get that answer and just get some little inkling of information and it's been pretty quiet but you yeah. know as fans we sit and we wait and we wait so how is the attitude out there and are they ready for soccer where you're at? Do they have a, a, do they have an appetite for it being that you're an expansion team? Yeah. From what I believe. Yeah. I mean, anybody that I've met, um, it's all been very encouraging. There's again, I'm getting to know the area myself, but there's, um, you know, youth soccer up, up, up around here, men's and women's um, girls and boys. It's, it's, it's very, very big up here. Um, and I, you know, as of yet, they haven't had a professional team to kind of look towards. Um, so hopefully we can bridge that gap. But um, there's there's big, big youth clubs around the area um, that I obviously want to want to tap into and, and, and have relationships with. Um, so so from what I believe there is, and look, we're coming into an area um, there is no professional sports team around North Colorado. There's a, a minor league hockey team, I believe, that's about 30 minutes away in Loveland and they get really, they, they sell out. Um, I mean, people want to go and watch professional sports. So, so I think, um, no, I, th I think there's a massive appetite up here. Oh, that's, that's good to hear. I mean, that's especially because 
I know as the father of a soccer player and, and watching soccer in the U.S., it's a lot different than it is overseas. The development's different. I think um, United States soccer is finally seeing how development should work and how they should attach themselves to whether it be MLS, USL, some type of professional club and kind of work into a feeder type scenario where yeah. instead of just having kids running around and hoping for the best or getting picked up at college or getting scouted out of college, that seemed to be a very um, just kind of threw it together and hope for the best. And I think the U.S. is, is making that turn now where they understand the importance of development and attaching to a, a professional club at any level. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, um, and, and I agree with you like this, you know, for us up here in North Colorado, I mean, we're going to, our facility, um, again, similar to Grand Park, we're going to have a lot of youth clubs um, that are going to be utilizing our fields and, and they'll get to, whether it's to see, see the first team train um, or hopefully um, stick around after their tournaments or their games or their training and, and, and catch a game. Um, you know, and it's going to give them something to identify with the kids to say, hold on, you know, I can, there's a professional team I'd like to, you know, one day play for. Um, so I do. I think it's vitally important for for soccer to grow in the states to have, you know. And I, when I was at India, I always wondered. I did. I remember when I was at India Eleven. That's the first one of the first questions I said. I said, "Why?" You know, I saw that there was um there was the the fuel and there was Indy Pride. Um, you know, a couple of other um youth clubs up there, and I, I wondered why none of these clubs were attached to India Eleven, and India Eleven didn't have a youth structure in place. Um, that was always a big question for me. Um, but you know, um, but hopefully, uh, yeah, I agree. Hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll give the kids anyway up here something to look forward to and, and, and be affiliated or, or attached to some of the U clubs around here, hopefully. Um, that's, that's good, especially yeah. for the fan base. I mean, the connections. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, for um, sure. That, that's one thing that I have relished uh, my son more than anything else. He's a U13 goalkeeper and he knew Evan Newton when Evan was here. Yeah. Um, they would always talk after, and it was really interesting because you and all of the Indy 11 players would always make time after a match to talk to the fans. You were accessible. You, people would talk and, and it was so nice because that connection starts to happen with the community. Um, yeah. and with the youth, especially the youth, because they're the ones that are going to be the soccer stars of the future. Um, my son thought it was awesome before the game, they went over on the field and here he is just standing there, just looking around. And I'm like, you like that pitch, don't you? And he just had a big smile on his face. I mean, obviously because the condition of the pitch he was standing on used to what he's playing on yeah. and he's got, he's got dreams. He wants to be a professional keeper and you know, those things happen, but yeah, that connection is, is super important, especially uh, in the community, you know, yeah. because there's a lot more to, um, having a professional team than just having the team community yeah. engagement is huge. And I, and I think Indy 11 does well. I think most USL clubs do well in engaging the community and that fan base. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and again, I remember when I was a kid, I remember my first professional player that I, uh, I met, he was playing in the league of Ireland and um, you know, and you know, the USL, it's, it's not full of superstars, um, but it's full of professional players that kids can actually have that connection with and, 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 and chat to before or after games. And, um, and it's a league where, you know, there are a lot of uh, good guys. Again, they're not overpaid or anything like that. They're down to earth. Um, and, and for me, yeah, well, I remember when I was down at Indy, one of the biggest, my, 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 my favorite thing to do was 
um, was was chat to the fans after we win. When we lost, I was I was a nightmare. I didn't want to talk to anybody, and that, that was just my personality. <laughs> but I loved I loved that connection, and and I remember um, you know one thing that stood out to me, you know, um, was obviously in, uh, when we played at my Carl, we were able to have that connection, that intimate kind of um, feeling around the stadium. Um, and then I remember going to to Lucas Oil, and it was just lost. Um, yeah. you know, and it just wasn't the same. So, um, anyway, no, I think that that connection with the community and especially kids, uh, that was one of my most favorite things to do, um, as a player, and it will be as a coach to be able to talk to your kids and that's uh, just give yeah. them a high five. To be honest, that, you know? that stuff's kind of priceless. And you're right about the Lucas, Mike Carroll. Now we're back at the mic and we have that intimacy back again. Um, you know, it's not, it's not a 65,000 seat stadium, but it's not cavernous either. You go to the mic, you sit there, you're close to the field, you're close to the action. And and, and yeah. And and going back to that relationship, the other day I sent a message out to Jordan saying, look, my son's a U 13 keeper going to a full size pitch, full size goal. Do you have any advice for him? Yeah. And it was after the Wednesday lost in Loudon, he called, he left a voicemail for my son. And he said, the biggest advice I can give him is don't do what I did last night. (laughs) <laughs> which, which I could hear in his voice. He was brokenhearted about yeah. that game and it happens, but he yeah. gave him advice. And when I played yeah. that for my son, it's exactly what you said, that community engagement, player involvement, it yeah. elevated my son. He now, everything dad told him would go in one ear and out the other, but he yeah. heard the same thing from Jordan and it yeah. sticks. So, yeah. yeah. And that's great. So, so have you started looking at players do you have players ready to go or you do you have players in camp now or no so so i'm so okay so basically i'm I'm fortunate enough i think um that i came in august um and obviously what well, i'm building towards pre-season february march next year okay. um you know most players i have a list of players that i want um players that have interested me um, players that I'm going to, you know, continue to keep an eye on. Um, and then obviously I have numerous, numerous agents um, that have gotten contact and are, are, you know, because look, I'm a, I'm probably an agent's dream because we have a blank slate here. We have to fill every single position. So it's not like what position do you need? It's, well, I need everything. Here, I need everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, so I, I, I'm fortunate that I came in now. So I have, you know, the rest of August, September, October, to kind of um, to, to watch games. Because most players, you know, the, the most players are in contract and are playing in various teams. So I get to go and, and, and watch games on, whether it's on TV or actually live, go to these games, um, which I'll do. And I'll, I'll get as many games as possible in, um, you know, and, and, and some of the players that I really have my eye on. I'll, I'll go and I'll, I'll scout them, I'll watch live games. Because that's the only way you can, I, f- I feel like, really tell um, you know, there's only so much you can see on TV, but I want to know when the ball's, you know, in the attacking half, what, what, what's the goalkeeper doing and what's the defence doing? How are they reacting? How are they organising? And I need to see that. Um, and you can only see that when you're live at a game, you know? Right. So, so look, I have, I, I have players that I've already talked to, um, you know, and, and um, I have a lot of players that I'm interested in and players have contacted me and who are interested in coming to me. Um and that's a process and that will be a process that will continue. Um, but I don't, you know, I don't foresee me signing many players between now and the end of the, the current season. Um, I'll wait until, cause you know, I have to respect 
they're playing at clubs right. and they're getting their all and they're trying to make playoffs and and, and all this kind of stuff. So um, it's just literally a, a conversation to let them know that, you know, I may be interested and, and to see, you know, and, and when I recruit, well, first and foremost, um, you know, obviously I want talented players, but I want good people. I want a good team dynamic and I want, I want, I want a group of good guys um, on and off the pitch. So it's not just about talent. I want to get to know the people, the players, what they're like um, before I even sign them. So, you know, I, I like being able to, whether it's sit down and have a coffee with them or be able to pick up the phone and just have a conversation with them and just kind of see what they're like as a person and, and where they see soccer and what they want to, you know, where it fits into their life and, and what kind of aspirations they have. And I, I want to get to know the person before I sign them. That's that's that was that kind of leads into the question. I think you kind of answered it for people out there, for whoever's listening, kids that have an aspiration. Just I've always told my son, be teachable, be trainable, be humble. Everything else will start to fall into place. Um, Any words of advice you can give these teenagers that are looking to say, "Okay, I want to do something professional. I mean, you've been through the you've been through it since you were a child. Yeah. up into the position you've been and you've been blessed with everything that's been laid in front of you. And that's a great story in itself. Soccer yeah. is constantly evolving. It's constantly changing. I do understand it's a business, but what advice can you give kids these days? And I think you made something very, very clear that when you go to a live game and you're in the attacking your team, you know, you're watching a team in the attacking third, you may be watching for a second, but you're going to look back at that keeper and say, okay, what is he doing? when that ball is in the other, other, on the end of the field. So if you could, you know, if you could give a kid advice, what would be a, the 22nd advice you would give him, Amon? Uh, okay. Well, two <laughs> things, right? Yeah, yeah, no, two things, right. One, one, um, talent only gets you so far. Um, really what separates, um, where, what, what makes you go further in the game is, is hard work. Um, I mean, it might be easy, but it's not. I mean, I've played with so many young players who are the most talented 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 year olds, 18 year olds. And then they, they don't get very far because they're just, they just don't work hard enough. You know, they just don't want it enough. So as I said, talent only gets you so far, but you know, if you really want to make it in the game, you got to work, you know, you just got to work. Um, second um, thing I would tell kids, and this is, I mean, this is throughout my career is, um, you know, is resilience you are going to get knocked down so many times. Um, I mean, honestly, so many times. And I've seen, I've seen players go through a bad season, a bad injury, um, you know, um, goalkeepers making mistakes. Um, it's, it's, it's how you react because it's going to happen. You're going to get knocked down. You're going to get people telling you're not good enough coaches and, and stuff like that. And you're going to have bad games, um, you know, and, and we're all humans and we get affected by it. But in order to go far in the game or, to be a professional and go far, it's, it's honestly, it's how we react because I don't know how many times I got told I wasn't good enough as a kid and, you know, as an adult, um, and, and it's trying to come back from those knocks. Um, and, and look, we, you talked about it earlier, Jordan, you know, he, uh, he, he, he made a couple of mistakes in the game and during the week and, and to be fair to him, he had a solid game, um, you know, against Sporting Kansas yesterday and it's how he reacts, you know, yeah, and, and it's funny, that game in loud, and I even kind of laughed. I said, well, the first goal, the guy was off. That's the way I saw it. I think, <laughs> I think, yeah, Tom, I think you saw it as an offside. I even think the announcers at Loudon saw it as off, but they didn't want it to admit it. They're like, oh, yeah, okay, he got kind of glazed over. And then yeah. that one that he hit that hit the crossbar, 
if you did that a hundred times, 99 times, that ball is going over or it's going over the end line. It's not going to be playable. So, but yeah, he bounced back and had a solid performance against, you know, KC two. Um, the team overall had a solid performance. We'll talk a little bit about it. I think they put together 90 minutes of, of good soccer. Um, but man, that last 10 seconds, jeez. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, look, we, 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 we don't have enough time to go into it. I, I, I want a forwards ahead. perspective of what happened um, in the last 10 seconds. I was just going to, I was just going <laughs> to ask him that same question. I, uh, I have a lot of opinions. Um, <laughs> on Indy and, and how things have gone. Um, we can stop the recording. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, no, that's uh, no, fine. Look, no, I understand. Look, look, really, look, they, look they, they, played, they played two games this week that, I mean, they, they should have won. They needed to win. I mean, and let's be honest. I mean, the performance against Loudon was absolutely dreadful. Um, so I would say, so you look, you look at the performance against Loudon, defensively, um, they were a shambles, whether it's offside or not defend. Um, and they were all over the place. And it's like... Um, and, and you know what? Some players kind of probably need to listen um, and understand, um, you know, they're playing for Indy 11, a club that deserves 100% commitment, um, unbelievable fans, unbelievable community. And against Loudon, I'm sorry, it looked like they gave up. Um, it did, um, you know, and, and, and there's been games, I've watched them, and it just it looks like they've given up. And honestly, if you're an Indy 11 player, that's just not good enough. Um, you know, I've been involved in games where you're, get, you're losing um, and it doesn't matter what scoreline you lose, you don't give up um, and you don't throw in the towel. That's what happened again. That's what it looked like against Loudon. There was a reaction in sport against Sporting Kansas and they'd done enough to probably win the game. Um, you know, that, that last chance, I don't, you know, I don't know how many goals. Um, I can't, the, uh, the, what, what was it? What's the guy's name? Uh, Jared Timmer. Yeah, I, well, he had just coming back from from a leg yes, injury. Yeah, that's so correct. Yeah, he yeah, had just got back into playing. So, look, that's correct, and um, I'm sure if it if it it was passed to Artiaga to his left, it would have been in the back of the net. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> it, it, it was it's one of those where like it's funny as a striker sometimes the the less time you have, it doesn't matter where you are, the 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 better to finish or the easier to finish. Um, and, and it looked like it looked like he just had too much time and it was kind of look, he was casual um, and it was a bad finish. He knows instead himself. of being a reaction. He kind of had time to think about where am I going to place the ball yeah. to make sure. Yeah. yeah instead of you just, know, I have no doubt. I have no doubt if he had hit that first time, it would have scored, but he took a touch yeah. and um, you know, kind of leaned back when he hit it. Um, and look, I, there's no point in me criticizing him because no. I, I know he knows himself and he was devastated after the game. I could see it. And, you know, 90 time, 99 times out of 100, he, he scores that. Um, but, you know, again, it's one of those where you're like, ah, oh, you, you probably should be finishing them. And you need to be finishing them, um, given how everything's gone, especially, you know. Yeah, I, a lot of, lot, of, uh, lot of action on Twitter last night after the game. And a lot of it was kind of, yep, that sums up our season. Yeah. Basically, it's been just been one of those types of seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I looked at some, I looked at some of the comments, and some of them were harsh, and some of them, you know, um, I understand people are frustrated, um, but um, you know, I absolutely, what, like, you know, I, I, I criticized, I've just criticized players during the week against Loudon, um, for giving up, uh, and I think that's fair. Um, whereas I wouldn't criticize him for for missing that chance because 
you know, he was devastated and nobody wants to finish it or miss a chance. Um, he knows himself. He should have done better. And um, look, again, he just had too much time. Yeah. Too much time to think about it. was it. more, yeah, more time to think about it than just have a reaction, put a foot on the ball and call it a day. Yeah. No, I, it, yeah. And it's so funny because I read some of the comments on Twitter after and I'm like, man, people are brutal. Um, mm. And some people don't understand the game. Even when we lost to Loudon, some of the stuff that was pointed at Jordan, I was just like, wow. I mean, yeah, folks, you know, it's not, you know, I keep telling my son as a keeper, there's a lot of pressure on you. And when you lose, everybody's looking at you. Uh, yeah. But when you win, nobody ever walks up to the keeper and said, dude, you kept this in this game. Um, <laughs> it, it's, it's a tough, it's tough it's, mentally. Yeah, look, you got it. You just got to deal with it. Um, yeah. And, you, you know, uh, unfortunately, it's part of the game. And I guess the more you don't want those moments to happen very often, but the more they do happen, the more you learn from them and the more you kind of, you grow thicker skin. I mean, I, you know, very quickly, I remember when I was playing over in, um, in Malaysia, I went four games without, the first four games without scoring a goal. And there was 19,000 people at the game and we had a few thousand people behind one goal. It was like, they were our ultra supporters. And they had a massive sign, a massive banner out. And it said, uh, scores either go home. And uh, yeah, I remember looking at it thinking, like, (laughs) I wouldn't mind, but like we had actually won, I think we had won, we were top of the table or we had won three of the first four games. And um, anyway, look, fortunately, (laughs) I scored in that game and and, and the rest is history. But um, but it's tough. You deal with that. You deal with that and you have to deal with that. And and it's hard, it's hard for a a young player to deal with that. So that's where you, the, the support of kind of your, your veteran players. And, you know, I'm sure, I think last night uh, I was watching, you know, I, cause I was watching the game and obviously after the game, um, Jared was devastated, but um, I think it was Nicky Law, uh, yeah. a more veteran player that walked over to him and, and, you know, obviously he was just trying to get him, you know, up off the ground and, you know, head up like, you know, and, 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 and I like that to be fair from Nicky Law. I really like that. And, and yeah. you know, need players like that. Yeah, that was good to see. And it's funny because I asked my son, I said, look, son, Jared sent, uh, excuse me, Jordan sent you a, a voicemail talking to you. He had a bad game Wednesday. What do you think you should do? He said, dad, let's record something for him. So yeah, yeah he gave it back to Jordan. Hey man, don't worry about it. It happens. Yeah. We'll go out and get him again. So yeah, it is. It, it's as mental as it is physical, obviously, um, you know, at any level, whatever that may yeah. be. Uh, I've been doing a lot of asking of questions. Tom, have I covered everything you want to cover or? Uh, no, I was just going to ask, obviously, about the um, potential uh, USL MLS breakaway and the fact that the, the, they might be introducing the promotion relegations. Mm. Yeah. Um, so when you say the breakaway, are you talking about the MLS next? Some of those teams going towards that? Just the, obviously the, the, the way the USL is looked at as a developmental yeah. sort of league for the MLS. Yeah, and the fact that there might be breaking ties. Yeah, I, I honestly, I, I think it's a good thing. Um, I think for the league and um, for the USL, I think it's a good thing. I think, um, you know, I respect all the teams that are in it. Um, you know, and obviously in 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 your league, you have a, you know, Sport of Kansas too. Obviously, you played yesterday, and in 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 the USL League One, you have Toronto too, and New England too, and a couple of other teams. Um, I, I think you know for the. For the USL to be, um, you know, um, just more so professionally recognized, even though it is, but um, I would like to see it. Yeah, I'm, I'm more than happy for it to go independent um, and, and, and kind of, you know, cut ties with those MLS organizations because, um, 
I think it just it it it, it um what what am I looking what word am I looking for? It just makes the league as a whole um it, it makes it more competitive. Um, yeah. a lot of USL two teams come in and it's more about performance and trying to bleed players from the from those two teams to the MLS organization. So I mean they don't really care win, lose, or draw, they don't really care. Um, they're more so interested in just kind of performance. Um, so that takes away the competitive nature of those games. And plus there's no fans in those games. The the yeah. fan experience is just it's just not there. Um so I uh, I think it's a great thing. It, to be honest, in the long run, you know, it, it might it may affect it a little bit in the short term. I don't know, but I think in the long run, it's much better for the league. Um, and, and you know, your second question, I would absolutely love, obviously coming from, from Ireland and, and Europe and everywhere else in the world, you have promotion relegation and it's, it's great for the fans to have. Um, it really is, um, you know, because they're always competing for something. Um, it gives also teams, you know, that kind of dream of of starting from whatever division three, trying to make your way up to division one or what, however way yeah. you work it. Um, I'd love it. I'd love, honestly, love it if it if it, if it came over and, and happened. The USL. And I think I think USL are the only organization in the states that soccer organization that that can do that. So I hope yeah. they do. Yeah, it was funny you said that. I mean, I think in USL is like the only organization right now that it would be very simple to turn on relegation promotion because you got championship yeah. one, two. So you've got the divisions that you could move the teams to as necessary where MLS doesn't have that. They, it, it, you know, they've got that big umbrella, but yeah, that, I think we talked about that t- prior time. Remember about the promotion relegation, how even though your team may be out of the playoffs, you're still fighting yeah. every game. And yeah. you still have the intensity. So that's good for the sport, obviously. Yeah. Um, Ted Lasso, yes or no? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> I got to ask. I try to ask everybody on, on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, have you caught up to season two yet? I am on the fourth episode, I think. Fourth, fifth okay. episode of season two. So you saw uh, the Christmas You saw the Christmas one. That's, I'm on that one. Okay, okay. So yeah. I haven't. Enough said. Enough said. Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, it's great. It's great. It's it's. Uh, I know. Um, I know. Josh Mason absolutely is obsessed with it. Yeah. He is. Yeah. 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 He's obsessed to the point. I wake up on Friday morning, and I look at Twitter, and he's already watched it. Yeah. And it yeah. drops like at midnight, and I'm like, this dude has an obsession with oh, Ted Lasso. Yeah. yeah, he yeah. does. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, well, that, well, it's a great show. No, it's funny because. Okay, so he, in the in the episode you're getting ready to watch, funny story. Yeah. And, and then we'll wrap this up. Funny story. In the episode we're getting ready to watch, he walks outdoors and I'm like, man, Ted has some pretty cool tennis shoes on. Okay. So I instantly hit Google and I'm like, I looked at my wife and son. I said, what are those shoes? Mm. She, my wife goes, I think those are Air Jordan 1 lows. And I'm like, oh, no. So I'm searching everywhere and I finally found them. Guess yeah. what came in the mail today? Perfect. They're actually rear Air Jordan One lows. There's light. They're called smoke gray, and there wasn't a whole bunch made. So, uh, by the time my wife hears this, I'll be clear of it. We'll be good. So, but I had to buy them because they are like my dress Jordans for the lack yeah. of better terms. But no, I'll keep, I'll keep an eye out for them now. And the <laughs> they're nice. They came all the way from the Netherlands. I went through Stock X, so they traveled hey, through the Netherlands. Me, Josh is obsessed with it. You seem a bit. <laughs> Uh, but that's a, that's a that's a and I have my AFC Richmond jersey, 
t-shirt. Right. So, okay. yeah, so it's funny. I'll wear that around to like soccer events and people will come up and go, did you see last night's episode? Did you see this? And you know, it's just, yeah, it's, I, I think it's great. Yeah, um, it, is. it is a great show. Anything you want to leave us with? No, no, no. I mean, I'm, you know, um, <laughs> as an indie fan, I hope they make playoffs. Um, you know, um, I really do. Um, cause you know, they, they, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of the best organizations, if not, if not the best setup, um, in the whole USL championship. So, um, you know, I'd love to see in the 11 as an organization, just start to win stuff, you know, I'm fed up with looking at Louisville, um, down the road kind of winning, and, and there's no reason why Indy 11 shouldn't be winning. So as an Indy fan, um, I, I'd love to see them winning. Um, and I'd also love to see them possibly, um, you know, now they have an opportunity to, to possibly bring back, um, you know, you, I, I done a podcast earlier and, and somebody told me that I was the first, I'm the first, obviously, because the USL League one player ever to go into coaching in the USL or be a head coach. Um, and it just got me thinking, it doesn't really happen very often, you know, whereas a, a, an ex-player in the USL kind of goes on to, to coach or become a head coach um, for a team. So I'd love to see Indy 11 possibly reach out to some of the, uh, some of the veterans. I mean, you know, you just John Bush, Brad Ring, obviously Colin Falby, my good mate, who's down there um, as an assistant in, in, in Sacramento and, and just possibly bring somebody in on the coaching staff that, that understands and, 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 and respects the club um, and the traditions and yeah i guess i'll leave it at that and and maybe maybe in a couple of years we'll be back i don't know about you but i sounded really good in these headphones 